0: Not Money. going to Disney World just to have a McDonald's quarter partner when I can have um, the pasta from The Lady in the Tramp. It's all about okay. adding yes. to the, the essence of the holiday. You're in Disney World.
1: We are back on your screens, in your ear holes. The big vibe is back, and it's been a hot minute. Tev and I needed to take a step back, we needed to take a breath, and a lot has happened since the last episode that we released. Um, I turned 30, and that was that was cool, happy birthday to me. And I would just like to say, and we're not going to get bogged down and talk about this too much, but on my birthday, a super special thing happened. And what happened was that Arsenal ended its um, eight-year losing streak to Manchester City. And Gabriel Martinelli perfectly placed the ball into Nathan Ake's face, which gave us a valuable three points. Um, and I don't really want to talk about the game too much. All I want is for Tevin to say congratulations. Arsenal was better than Manchester City on the day. No excuses. And that we deservedly got three points. That's my birthday present. Tev, you got me.
0: Uh, for the most part, I can decide like that. I don't know about the end bit, but... Arsenal got a much needed win over Man City. It was sometime coming, I'd say, since last season. It, was, it it's been coming. Uh, maybe this is um, karma for the the Rodri two one win at the Emirates. It could, be, yeah, season. it
1: could be. Two seasons it could ago, be, yeah. two seasons ago. Yes, but, yeah.
0: No, Arsenal, Arsenal did really well. Uh, those subs were very impactful on the game. Uh, did really well. I'll even say shout out to Kai with an assist there. Hey, uh, boy. And,
1: yeah. The bomb it, squad.
0: It, <laughs> it, it makes things interesting. And yeah, North London sitting pretty on top of the table. And yep. be an interesting season,
1: man. Very interesting. And let's, so we done, can leave it that. Yeah. Thank congrats, you. Thank you. Uh, thank
0: good you. Good win for, for the Gunners and a great birthday gift. Yeah, yeah.
1: And as we are talking about travel, let's quickly hop over to France where... Um, by the time this episode will have come out, hopefully South Africa beaten France in the quarterfinals. Um, that's been super interesting. And I'm really ashamed, that Tevin and I, that we haven't spoken at all about the Rugby World Cup. It is really, really shameful. Uh, maybe the next episode that we can do, maybe we can do a live stream of one of the games or something. I think that could be quite cool. Um, we'll look into something like that. So yeah, best of luck to the box. Um, and we hope that uh, we have indeed ended up winning the quarterfinals against France. Big, big game there. But to the question at hand, and I think a lot of people, especially if you follow us on Instagram, will know and obviously look at the title of this episode. Do you even travel, bro? So mm-hmm. we know that um, as children of the earth or whatever you want to call us, Sev and I have done a little bit of traveling as of late, and I've really had these like, I guess existential questions like while I've been traveling about this whole like going to like these big landmarks these big tourist uh, destinations Um, fortunately our travels have afforded us the opportunity to uh, explore a little bit slower especially like we were in Rome for like a month so we had like time to really explore it slowly but at the same time we've also done these things where we've been in a city for a day And you're just checking off all these big tourist destinations. So what we decided to do, Tevin and I, is we hit up Instagram. We posted a few questions over there. um, And thank you to everyone for your response and your feedback. It was really, really great. Um, And what we're going to do now is we're quickly going to run through those, get the numbers back from from what the questions were. And then Tevin and I are going to share our own experiences of what we had. So the first question we asked was, when you're traveling, what do you prioritize? And the two options were to explore well-known tourist attractions and discovering hidden gems and local spots. According to our listeners and um, the feedback is that in general, people are looking for hidden gems and local spots, which is 58%, but then 48% of people said well-known tourist attractions. Tev, on your journeys, where are you at here? I'm a little surprised at this answer, to be be honest, especially when you're going to...
0: Let's call them the landmark Instagrammable places. So let's take a Paris, for instance. I would assume that most people would go to the Eiffel Tower, the Loon, the Triomphe, etc. Before they look to do all the hidden gems. Um, for me, it's generally been a mix of both. That's going to sound really cliche, but it is a mix of both. We kind of start off. With the uh, well-known tourist attractions, because that's where I'm likely to find big crowds, lots of queues. So get that out of the way, Tick. and then I can find like the um, hidden gems and the yeah, the undiscovered parts of
1: yeah the, the local yeah yeah and the locals yeah and yeah.
0: Where do you where you sit on this one?
1: I guess we are copping out a bit by saying a little bit of both, because that feels like such a cheap answer, but. I'm going to be honest with you, right? It's easy to say that you look for the local spots, but when your time is limited, right? Like when you're traveling in a a space and the time is limited, and whenever you go and you look at all these things that you're supposed to check, um, you know, like actually one of our later questions was the strategy for avoiding uh, tourist traps was like travel forums or if you ask for advice or if you use guidebooks. But whenever you go onto these things, it's always got like the most um, touristy kind of well-known um things on that list and it comes back to like my thing about like remember when i spoke about driving a polo in south africa how how can a million people be wrong right I, sometimes i feel like that about when i'm travelling right and you know it it that's what actually raised this question for me it's like so okay so i've been to let's say i went to to venice and i saw you know like the big church i di- the i didn't do the gondola rides but let's say you do the gondola rides and you do all these things some people will say but you haven't even been to venice and i'm like okay but what am i supposed to do in general, I think it's just easy to do the tourist attractions. Um, and I think when, if you have the time looking for the local spots, but I also understand why we go to these tourist attractions, right? Um, <clears throat> but then the second question that I wanted to ask or that we asked on Instagram was how you explore a new destination. And I know where I fell on this, but the first one is um, joining a guided tour of the local landmarks to which 12% said that. And then the other one was independent exploring and your own itinerary, which 88% of people said. And I'm going to come right out and say, I am part of the 12%. Really? I am only. Yes, sir. I'm part of the, okay. the percentage. Yeah, I pay. I think paying, getting guided tours of these major tour for me, it's just the best. We did the Vatican and we had a guided tour and I won't lie. They made it so efficient. They took us to exactly where we we're supposed to be, helped us skip the line. Man, this own itinerary thing, I tried it and I t- to some success, but I'm all about, like, it even links into the next question, like, I'm even, like, I'm willing to pay to avoid planning. That's where I feel. What about you? Because you're on that the,
0: uh, point of convenience. Uh, I generally, we do really make our own itinerary. I think for the power of the internet, it's like, these are the highlights of a place, and Generally, you'd find as much information, maybe not presented as well as your guides. But I think that's why you find that walking tours have become quite uh, popular because people essentially just have the guide on their phone and then they can walk at their own leisure, their own pace. Yeah, yeah. I respective things. So very interesting that you said on that point but, and okay, but, to more for the convenience of it all.
1: But I'll caveat it with this. So what I do, and I think a lot of people should try this, is if you have a day somewhere, just Google one day in, insert city here, itinerary. And you find these really cool ones. Like I I built our trip around Milan and it's quite cool because it actually, some of these forums and these blogs actually guide you. So they're like, you start here, then you go here and it's actually very close. So they make a cool map for you. So I like to do that part. But then at the same time, I'm like, but when I get there, I'll pay someone or something to take me around there and show me, because I find if I don't, and I try listen to an audio guide or something, a lot of the magic is lost on me. So, like, if you're with someone who knows the place and they, like, tell you this and they tell you that, I know all the information's on the internet, but it's not as as nice for me as someone, like, walking with me and showing me and there's this and, like, this little tidbit and these small experiences. And But that's just it's for me. Most. And I think, yeah. And then this just actually links on to my next thing is where it says, how much are you willing to spend? Was our next question, which was... Um, I'll spend a lot of money for unique experiences or I stick to a strict budget and I avoid overpriced tourist places. Where do you fall on this? Are you willing to spend big bucks? It depends where you are. Like I'll give
0: you, uh an example, Disney World. Disney World is all about theater. Disney World is all about the excess. I'm Cash not money. going to Disney World just to have a McDonald's quarter partner when I can have... Um, the Pasta from the Lady in the tram. It's all about okay, adding yeah. to the the essence of the holiday. You're in Disney World. I'm not gonna go outside of Disney World and have uh Lady in the tram it's not gonna be available. Exactly.
1: Yes. Yeah. yeah
0: yeah. Playing into that uh the magic of where you are. Um so I would generally pay a little more because also I'm on holiday now. This is holiday mode. This isn't <laughs> everyday nine to five mode. Uh, so you've yes. got to spurge it at all because you've worked hard enough to come out to this place. So,
1: And then for, my p- yeah. my follow-up question is when you're planning a holiday, do you set up like, a, let's say, a £100 a day? You don't have to say your exact number, but do you set up your specific for the day? This is how much we spend. And like, let's say you go there and the Mickey Mouse ears are are, are more expensive. Like you like, nah, we got our budget set. Or how do you deal uh, with that kind of thing?
0: We'll have a miscellaneous happy uh, <laughs> okay. of budget. So we'll have... For we'll airfare, transport, food, and then we'll have miscellaneous. Okay. Uh, I could technically put an extra 10 pounds towards this and that for, I guess it's about swings and roundabouts. So I've put okay. 20 bucks to buying the the, um, Mickey Mouse ears and gloves that I'd generally have put towards a magnet, for instance. Yes. So There's the trade-off. The okay but uh, okay. on budget yourself you gonna pay the cash depending on these people?
1: yeah i i i i i think you know it it gets it's funny because eventually you start to feel like it is just starting to become like a bit of a rip off like it just starts getting as soon as you start seeing the bank statement rolling in but i do feel like paying for certain things makes sense like you know like i really wanted to try like a and Maybe this is something I must round back to when we talk about scams. But like, I wanted to try a steak in Florence. And I was like, we'll spare no expense. We'll get this Florentine steak." Oh, my word, as a South African. Not that it's just like I'm South African, but it was like not worth the money that we paid. But I was willing to do it because, you know, it was like we're here and we have to do it. But that actually links into the next question, which is like, again, about your traveling mindset. And uh, the two options that we had was... um, as a traveller, your mindset is that you want authenticity even if you miss even if you miss the tourist spots. Or you don't care about authenticity, you want to you just have a beeline for the major tourist attractions. Seventy six percent of people said that they wanted authenticity when twenty four percent of people said that they are focused on major tourist attractions. Um I know where I fall, you go. But the thing is, you go to a place and you expect it. I think If you didn't have
0: that level of expectation and understanding about a place, then you're kidding yourself and you're doing yourself a disservice. Went to France, went to the Eiffel Tower. Was there a long line for people standing, trying to take photos? Yes. Did I go into the Louvre expecting there to be no lines when I went to the Mona Lisa? No. I went there to go and see the Mona Lisa. Did I wait like nearly an hour just to be like five meters away from uh, A4 (laughs) painting? Yes. Because I understood what went into it and the significance of it. So I generally would um wait in line as as much as it sucks, but it comes with the territory,
1: man. So But how, yeah. how how badly are you seeking authenticity, like this very special yeah. Tevin and Lisa moment? Or are you willing to understand that, man, there are thousands of us here. That authenticity is not gonna happen in this case. Like for me, I kind of feel like authenticity is our pipe dream i'm sorry to say i think we think that we can have this very unique and and i, I don't know if I, I sound like a horrible person but i think we think we're gonna have this magical moment under the louvre with the bright colors changing perfect moment capturing a kiss this perfect photo i don't think that happens
0: you definitely have to change your your outlet there like i i think what we envisioned the photo with the Mona Lisa, and I'll probably put it up as part of our um, overlays here. It took a few tries, but I had to put it on like burst mode on that camera because remember, yeah. there are thousands of people here people looking yeah. to get over each other to get the perfect yeah. angle of the selfie. And it, it's in that nuance that you find authenticity. So for me, yes, okay. the, what made um, the trip to the Louvre really cool, and seeing the Mona Lisa was because I have the actual Lisa.
1: Yes. Daddy <laughs>
0: so we we'll were like, oh, this is so cool. I have to get a photo of you two in one frame. This is going to be my highlight for the Louvre. Ooh, I've done it. Nice.
1: Okay. Me. So you're talking so about creating, you create, you create yeah, your, your, yeah, you create your authentic. Okay. Inter- I like that one. I like that one. That's quite cool. And in terms of research, how much, because again, now, now this is again that authenticity, spontaneity thing. Are you like an extensive before I go, I'm going to do a lot of research to avoid tourist traps? Or are you like, oh, you know what? Like, we'll go as we go. We'll eat where we eat. We'll sleep where we sleep. We'll what's your...
0: <laughs> <laughs> again, it's going to be like a clap out, but you can't go too extreme. I can't go, ah, well, let's let's make our decision up on one because we've seen, oh, bro, don't trust what Instagram tells you and like um, reality shows, don't trust the amazing race. Let's put that as a um, mark. Yeah, okay. Don't just show up so in good. a country and be like, hey, rapid, or take me here to hotel, the nearest hotel. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same day. No ways. You'll absolutely get shafted by the pricing. So you need to prep for the major things. Prep for accommodation, prep for transport, the things like food, attractions that can be made on the more of a, a spontaneous, um, basis. on a whim
1: kind think, of okay,
0: yeah. Because if you like, you were saying, alluding to a little earlier, you lose a lot of magic when you over plan something, yeah. And I, I, I kind of felt that. So, recently I told you about going to Harry Potter, Harry Potter World. yes, yes. I'd heard all about this, like, oh, it's gonna be such a magical thing, and it was still a really cool experience, but. Some of that magic had been taken away because I went on YouTube and I watched what am I, can I expect from the tour. Okay. Yes. To find A, yeah. B and C. So some of that magic is lost, but I think it's just in our nature to be curious about what we're bound to find when we get to Yeah. Places. Yeah.
1: No, I think, I think that sounds about right. I know 62% of people said that they'll do extensive research in order to avoid the tourist traps, which I agree with. But sometimes I wonder, like, if in your search for research, do you not end up falling into tourist traps to an extent? Because, you're like, okay, so we're going to Harry Potter World, for example, and afterwards I want to go eat whatever. Like, I, I'm in this, I'm in Watford. They are famous for, let's say, beans on toast, hypothetically. So you're like, okay, I'm in Watford. I want the best beans on toast. I need to make sure I do my research. You do your research, and do you not inadvertently fall into a tourist trap? Because you end up going to, like, this, this like, restaurant that probably paid an ad sponsor or something but you end up going to the place that everyone goes so how much spontaneity do you lose by doing a lot of research like you know what i mean like really? you're trying to avoid the tourist traps and maybe over researching it is is what actually makes you fall into those traps
0: that's true. Do you, you know the best seos out there man when you hear word of mouth and instagram me like oh the beans on toast you off it's fire boy you have to come here yeah. and you're going to try it and it's like mm.
1: Actually, I will say though was there was a accurate. place in there was a place in Florence where we ate a sandwich that was is Instagram famous and there were queues and there were lines and it was well worth if Instagram didn't let Everybody. us down that time ah uh, that Instagram didn't let us down I will say that but the next one I know you spoke about this and this is also a bit of a tricky one um you already said you don't mind the crowds um which fifty three percent of people said they don't mind the crowd and they understand that it's part of the experience and forty seven percent of people said that they prefer less crowds crowds, even if it means that they miss big destinations. So what's, what will make you, is there any size of crowd that will make you miss a destination? If I'm pressed,
0: so again, if it comes to how long my, my holiday is. So for instance, uh, um, when we went to France, we saw the Eiffel Tower. Did I go up it? No, because I just didn't have the time to wait in a really long line go up the elevator to I think it's like mm, the landing mm,
1: area yeah
0: instead we chose to try and fit in a bit more so instead of going to that we went to uh, the game to watch the final of the FIFA World Cup in an authentic uh, French cafe eating French food so we had what do you call snails es- escargot
1: escargot yeah
0: escargot, and we had something awesome, uh famously French and that I think in terms of what it meant for us, served a, a much greater service than being on the first floor, ground level, but whatever so, you were, of the Eiffel Tower. So, so
1: you accept crowds? It's based on part of it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You generally get to go. I don't know if you yeah. feel the same way. I do, yeah. A crowd is a crowd is a crowd. There's a reason that there's a lot of people there, and I don't like crowded areas, but there's certain places where it's just like Man, it is what it is. If you want to see the Trevi Fountain, for example, you're going to have to deal with the crowd. It's like, it's part of it. Deal with the crowd. Shoulder, shoulder, take your picture, leave. You know, it is what it You've is. Does it, it take away from the experience? Perhaps. Did I see it still? Yes. Am I glad that I saw it? Yes, I am. You know, but, to be my quite My
0: only question you. for you is this. When you're doing these, let's call them Instagrammable locations, are you doing it for it, you or are you doing it for the fan? I think that.
1: The fans, the hard the fans, for the fans, for the fans. <laughs> um, I don't. I think it's a. It, it's. I don't know. Am I doing it for the gram? I don't know. So, I think to an extent, the taking the picture might be for like the memory or to post it or you know for like clouds or whatever you want to call it. But going there, there's often things that I want to do that it's like I have to go. Like yesterday, we went to the Diego Maradona mural um in here in naples and that's something that i really really wanted to do uh and i took a picture uh, i did post it on i think katya posted on her story and i shared it and i was like i there was no intention of anything else you know other than that but i didn't go do the leaning tower of pisa picture for the i don't know i think it's a little bit of both i think i do it for more like the i mean I, i mean people might lie and maybe they're not lying when they say, Oh no, I didn't do it for anyone but myself. I think in the age that we live in with social media, there's a little bit of like, I'm doing this because it's a sick picture to put on Instagram. Like, in new, Naples, real, like new Naples, bro. New Naples. Am I is, a bit jelly?
0: Like, yeah, I'm a bit jelly. But it I, also gives <laughs> me some insight as <laughs> to reaction. It kind of, it's push and pull. Like, yeah. ah, this guy's flexing hard. He's in Naples. He's gone to the on a Stadium, mm-hmm. etc. He's living his best life. But that should also encourage you to you know that it's possible. Know that I—I want to start saving. If I want to start planning, I could also be enabled at some point. Yeah, so.
1: for sure. And then speaking about that, our last question was about uh, all-inclusive packages. Um, are you about the so? Thirty-eight percent of people said that they would uh, spend top dollar for an all-experience, all-inclusive experience. 62% of people, however, said they would do some extra work and plan it all themselves. Where you at?
0: I want to know. The percentage that voted for the all-inclusive, what is your, um, what's your line of work? I think these are accountants <laughs> that are coming in here, the lawyers. I know you guys are making dosh. For me, hey man, I generally have a sensible budget for my holidays. Maybe when I'm older and I can live my my best life. Then I'll go all-inclusive. I see it's a thing, yeah, in the UK, actually. People are like, no, I can't just go to Tenerife. i got to have a five-star. Okay, yeah. Maybe not five-star, but it has to be all-inclusive. My food is covered, my transport, everything must just be ready for me so I can enjoy my holiday. I understand that to an extent, but on me and my budget, man, I would but rather... But let me myself.
1: ask it. would you do this? So would you rather have... 15 days on a strict budget with loads of resources or like eight days where it's all inclusive and it's done, like it's sorted. Like for me, I'm going eight days comfortable than 15 days uncomfortable. If I'm talking like you said, your budget is what it is, right? So let's say you take that budget and for the all inclusive, it's going to cost, you're going to be able to do it for five days or for eight days. But if you were to plan it all for yourself, you might be able to get 15 or 16 days. Let's say double the time, eight days or 16 days, right? But This involves maybe staying in hostels, maybe making sandwiches for yourself instead of like eating at buffets or, and I'm not talking top class. I'm just talking, let's just say pretty average run of the mill, but half the time. Are you willing to sacrifice that time for comfort? Because I 1 million percent am willing (laughs) to sacrifice the extra time and feeling I'm a man of comfort. I will pay for comfort and I'll sacrifice certain things for comfort. And that's where I fall on it. I think that makes sense. I think when
0: everyone uh, grows up a little and comes to the third floor, you'd know that (laughs) you're willing to pay for a bit more comfort and I I did see it. So in our holiday, when we went to Kenya for, um, yeah, we did best of both worlds. So we did a lot of exploration that was done like on our own accord, we found reasonably priced and then we rounded it off. And an all inclusive, so we had breakfast that was sorted, we had lunch that was sorted, and tea, and then supper,
1: all inclusive, and it was on an island, and that was
0: sick. it. That was a great oh, way, okay.
1: you do the holiday. So let me ask, maybe you can answer the question that you asked, but actually Salman, shout out, uh, asked us a really cool question, and I'm just going to clean up his language a bit, yeah, for 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 his question. But <laughs> essentially, what he asked me is or asked us is, is it messed up or is it incorrect that when you go traveling and or going on holiday, should you feel the need to constantly do anything or is it should you also plan a day or two of doing absolutely nothing whether that's at the beginning or at the end? Um, you know where where do you land on that kind of thing like when you went March, to France, for March. example, you have to cater
0: for a day of relaxation and relaxation because as you mentioned of air that you're likely going to go into a very jam-packed holiday. Checked itinerary to ensure that you've done everything on the list. But at the end of the holiday, you're going to feel like in another holiday right afterwards. Yeah. So, doll, doll mouse I, I definitely agree you should take a few days off just to recoup.
1: Yeah. I'm also, At
0: the end, at the end of your...
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm also of that opinion. Um, I think it's something that it's important. But it's difficult to say because also like if your time is limited in a space, like let's say you're traveling from South Africa to Europe, you don't know when you're going to come again. I can't also fault someone for being like, I need to make sure that I maximize every minute that I have in this place because I don't know when I'll return. Like it's a little bit different. Like if you're on a trip from Joburg to Durban, that's a little bit different, right? Because that's a, a fairly regular holiday. Uh, regular is, is relative, but it's an accessible holiday. But I can't fault yeah. someone for being like, I've never been to Europe. I'm only here for a week. I need to make sure that boom, 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 boom. Like, like I can't fault. I can't do that. But I can't fault yeah, that's people that... I mean, that's why Contiki does so well. You have your five yeah. days and you're like, bro,
0: you're going to Rome, you're going to Barcelona, you're going to... Uh... Paris you're doing all of this doing in five days big then, things, on yeah. paper you're like yeah yeah man should cover so many things but I'm I'm curious if you you don't know Contiki please hit us up let us know if it was worthwhile for yeah. the amount of days that you spent did you actually feel like you got a good understanding of each city that you visited
1: yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and while everyone is on their travels I do want to suggest to you guys to please watch out Kirsty Kitchen uh brought up scams and she wanted us to talk a little bit about the scams that we know i'll tell you guys uh, uh let me tell a couple that that i managed to avoid while i was here but that i've seen okay so the one it's crazy so what they do is in florence right there's lots of big buildings and uh, lots of museums and sculptures and stuff and what they do is there's there's this one area that you go to where there's this huge it's called the Uffizi museum but it's big building and it's got like these sculptures outside And these artists, they go outside and they put oil paintings that they made. They put them on the floor. And what they want to happen, they want you to step on it. And then they, ah, you've ruined my painting. And then they scam you out of, I've heard of numbers between 25 euros to like 300 euros. And personally, I didn't actually see this, but Katya was like, did you see all the paintings that the people were leaving on the floor? I was like, no, why would they do that? And she actually said, she's like, so that you'd stand on it and that you, you know, that. so that's one of the scams that luckily we managed to kind of um, avoid. And the, the other one that I experienced kind of while I was here, directly, indirectly, I don't know, like, how you want to, like, didn't really happen to me specifically, but it could have, is um, obviously just general, uh, like, um these tourist trap kind of restaurant scams that you go to. So what had happened and I, I heard someone someone was speaking about it, how they had spent um, so much money on a coffee. So in general, you can get a, a coffee here for like anywhere between a euro and two euros. Right. And that's kind of what it is. Um, but there's options. You can either stand at the bar and drink your coffee, which in general is the same price. But there's places that you go to where you would pay a euro to stand at the bar and drink your coffee or you pay up to 11 euros to sit at a table, right? So that's a scam that you got to look out for. But what a lot of people have been saying has happened to them. um, And we've actually, I've seen this on the bill is that you have to read the bill because what they're doing is they're charging you for things that don't exist. So like a double cappuccino, they're charging you like an extra two euros and people are falling like into these scams. Do you know what I'm saying? I know that there's a few other ones I know. Yes. And then the last one is these friendship bracelets. So what these guys do is they come and they talk to you. We've seen this though, even in South Africa, they come and they talk to you and they're like, ah, oh, where are you from? Oh, I'm from South Africa. And you know, it's like, that's always a big thing. It's like, oh, South Africa, I'm from this place. Oh. And they throw like an Afrikaans word or something at you. And then they're like, yeah, have this bracelet for free. Don't worry. You don't have to pay for it. Ah, obviously, obviously. Yeah, yeah you don't have to pay for it, but a donation will be nice. Do you know what I'm saying? And the one that they did when Uki was visiting us, bro, right, they've got such a clever trick. They're talking to you. Now they don't even give it to you. They throw it to you because your reaction is to catch it. So now you've caught it and you've got it and you're trying to give, you it give it and back. And it's like, oh, no, don't worry. It's for, it's for free. It's for free. Don't worry. It's for free. So those are some of the scams that we've seen. Uh, what about you? Have you uh, seen avoided, susceptible, seen, fallen into? I've seen the same
0: thing in London as I've seen in Paris. These people are playing... I don't know what the right name for the game is, but you know, you've got like three cups and then I've got a ball. Yeah. And I put the ball under one of them and I swoop it around. And you're like, "Cool, Shh, which is it? So, uh, cup number one. And I open it and are like, ah, oh, well done. You won it. What they do is they always have a, um, mark. You call it a mark? It's yeah. Hustle. So if you and I are viewing the, the game being played and Katya is, um, on the inside. So she's working in partnership with the guy that's doing the game. Oh, she'll put down a bet and be like, okay, cool. He has 20 pounds. Uh, let's play the game. The guy Hides the ball and moves it around. Like, cool for Katia. Which one is it? You say, oh, the cup number three. Well, she opens it up. Katia doubles her money. She's now sitting on 40 pounds. That's how they get people in. Then people start playing and they start losing. And it's only once these people wrap up for the day that you find out that they're all working together and something else. Uh-huh done every day if you're going towards big ben side generally around there and then in um paris it was close to the eiffel tower and okay. everyone falls through because you're seeing someone make money like uh, well it's, uh, it's yeah if i was just seeing tyler win double his money me and boy i know I'm yeah i'm gonna
1: do this game i'm keen uh, i want to look for that did you see the <laughs> other one there's one that I, I heard of that they catch your finger in a thing did you see people doing that they make a string yeah. And then you put your finger in it and then they tra- apparently what they've done before bro. they catch your finger and then they pickpocket you live like like they just like and they're holding you there and there's nothing you can do and they just rob you. you, bro. you it's yes. like, like your finger is just <laughs> in this thing like it's That's terrible. But oh, there's a cool lady on TikTok though that from from that helps. The, uh yeah in in Italy and she but walks there, around yeah. But have you fallen yeah. for any, any scams or, or are you generally yeah. a safe, a safe you know,
0: When you're talking about the bracelet thing, man, and maybe it's because it, it was in Africa that I was just like, okay cool, let's help out another brother,
1: Yeah, you know, yeah.
0: here's my donation, Somehow, once you say South Africa, they always like, oh, Mandela. Yeah. You know what? I have a cousin in uh Dur- Durban, Durban, Durban. Somehow they know Durban, so it makes it a bit more authentic because they don't say Johannesburg or Cape Town. So they uh, they live.
1: Uh,
0: yeah, yeah. they done well with their story there. Um, and he had made one with a name like Kevin or or whatever. Okay, cool. Well, he has a donation for it, and then they obviously they tell their friends. So now, the next yes. we go to the beach again, and it's like, Oh, my friend, I see you got a bracelet. What about your family? Don't you want, you know, I go on walk along with dad. That I can make a magnet for that. And, like, mate, I just wanted the one. I'm good. <laughs> so that's the first one. Um, I think bookings, bookings, whether it's on booking.com or Airbnb, people, please read reviews before you make a booking at places. I've personally been denied a booking in South Africa, and this was in in the Western Cape. We were going away for some time, and I was denied staying um, in this accommodation. I think because of my ethnicity. I, legit. obviously, legit, legit. So I initially got the booking, and then a day after, because nowadays on Airbnb you can't um, book at the same time. You have to make a request.
1: Request to reserve.
0: More yeah. you to say. Why are you coming there? What do you yes, think of sir. the place? your yeah. reason? Da 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 da. I done that and I thought, okay, well, cool. I can pay. I'm ready to pay. My star rating is quite high in Airbnb, so surely I'll get the place. And hmm, next week, man, like, no, it's not. It's it's not available anymore. But when I went into that very same listing, it was available. a um... certain demographic, so that was that was interesting. And then um also just watch booking.com so I've also experienced and um, know of people personally that have gone on holiday and you're not allowed to stay in your accommodation and you find this out on the day and kind of need to pull rabbits out the hat because you find that it's not everything it's cut out to be so kids read reviews and double check all of the stuff If you don't know where to find a review if you don't think that the platform is trustworthy hello peter is your friend
1: Yes. And I think the, the review, uh, just reading reviews, I think, um, someone asked us about to discuss like tipping culture. And I think generally that's the same rule of thumb, just do a little bit of research to find out beforehand, like, um, about like what to do, what not to do. I think a lot of these like European countries, um, you would think American, but American tipping culture is very strong, but like European, Australian, like that side of the world, like there's no, even in Thailand, there's a very low tipping culture, um, I think in Europe people yes. paid people are paid well to do their job. So like tipping doesn't whereas in South Africa and in America you get paid basically nothing or very little by the actual restaurant or company that you work for and you actually work on tips. I know that's a huge thing in South Africa, is like you Big. you work for your tips. So in general, just maybe do the research. Chelsea um Chelsea.stevens on Instagram asked us for safety tips thankfully most of the people that listen to this are south african so your safety tip is just be south african and just treat every travel place like you're traveling south africa i promise you if you can travel safely in south africa from my experience you can travel safely anywhere in the world because we are a little bit streetwise so um <laughs> yeah. we know we know more or less what to just
0: look by for. nature you're a little uh apprehensive when someone's being a bit too friendly with you yeah, you can you can suss out. You can be like, "Hmm. nah nah, nah, that seems a bit too good to be true. I'll take yeah. alternative means to get to where I'm going. So yeah, just obviously if you can travel in a group, that's um the first first yeah. Preference to so travel in groups, but uh places that are lit, obviously. So yeah, <laughs> if you're <laughs> standard. Uh, safety measures that are practiced man, I think
1: yeah that. yeah don't fall into like feeling safe in a, in a place like just again mm. like if you treat if you're South African treat like you travel everywhere you travel like where you're South African and when you feel safe it's nice and enjoy that but also like don't go down a dodgy alleyway because you had a safe day you know dodgy people are all over the world it's not exclusive to South Africa and then Maris asked us one last question and unfortunately, Tevin and I can't answer this directly. What do you do when you find a special someone along the way? Generally, Tevin and I travel with our special someone, but I think Tev, you had some advice on that one.
0: Yeah, man. Like solo vacations can become vacations very quickly. This is the, the Julia Roberts standard of they love you must go yes, out sir. there, flourish, kids, and you never know what you can find out there.
1: Yep, hundred oh. percent. And I think that's a a lovely place for us to leave it. Thank you, everyone, so much for all your feedback. We really enjoyed it. This was a super fun episode to um, record. We're back. We're back at it. Um, we're gonna try keep it regular. Both of us have a some 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 things coming up for us. Um, look out. We're gonna try do a live stream of a match. Um, I will be going to the UK where Tevin and I will be recording some some live stuff together. So that should be really really cool. Uh, the vibes will be live and then we will take it from there hopefully we see everybody next week thank you once again always for listening um, yeah Tev anything else on your side
0: wrapped it up well man Just thank you thank you for uh, answering our questions our polls but more importantly putting your written questions then it's really cool to get the yeah. insight and essentially this is as much as it is our show this is also your show so all your input really
1: drives what we care about thanks everyone we love you guys and we'll see you soon